It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I don't really know why um, Celeste Robert, the, uh, you know, real or private investigator commissioned cousin of Emma DeCourcy, the, you know, uh, person who befriended me, possibly hired by Scientology or hired by like Joseph Brooks's or the Cartman's family. Uh, to befriend me and like honey trap Turner or if Turner was some kind of um you know my boyfriend of whatever like six years that I lived with uh if if he was some sort of operative perhaps Emma was his pre-existing relationship before they both went undercover I don't know but um and then uh I don't know why Celeste Robert told me this story back in like 2016 um, when I was just in the process of moving from where I lived with my live-in partner and um, like, you know... um, realizing I was being targeted with a multi-interest black ops but Celeste told me this story I don't know if it's true and always sharing like stories and gossip with me that I don't know if it was supposed to be misinformation and then I'm sure was doing the same about me to like Jude Dry and Julia Steele Allen and Mishi Osato and Una Osato, who Celeste had probably befriended as part of um, the operative gig that they were getting paid to do. Um, but Celeste Robert was telling me, you know, about Julia um, because I had kept, you know, like my process my 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 um like you know the fact that Julia and I fell in love whether that was Julia doing so while a honey trap or um Julia just doing so for real um but like you know I kept that very sacred and I wasn't I wasn't like talking to Celeste about it really um but Celeste had probably gotten it out of Emma, and then Celeste was, like, you know, trying to, like, kind of desanctify my my shit, and then, you know, try to basically, you know, start this psychological warfare process that, you know, Mishi and Una could also participate in. Um, and, like, you know, and Noel and possibly Julia, but, um, like, Celeste told me the story. She was like, oh, like, 
Like, I just, I heard the story where, like, Julia and Una and Mishi were all, like, upstate for Thanksgiving. And... And, like, Una was like, oh, Julia, I have a crush on you. And Julia was like, oh, actually, I have a crush on Mishi, Una's younger sister. Um, And, you know, Mishi, like, I think probably got, uh, from a very young age, you know, like, became the oppressor. And became like, you know, like the younger sibling uh, switch got like permanently turned on um, and just deeper and deeper, more and more insidious by the day it becomes. And so um, I think like probably also... Just so many things. I don't want to. I don't want to really have to think about all the twisted psychology, um, but chances are, just. Uh, and so the thing is, when Mishi perceived that Julia was attracted to me, whether Julia was attracted to me as a honey trap, because honey traps, like I've said in many other episodes you know, haven't been very successful with me except the ones that kind of genuinely fall for me. Um, And it's a big thing in the honey trap industry. You're not supposed to fall in love with your target, but as I've quoted Robert Redford as saying in other episodes, um, you have to fall a little bit in love to act falling in love. And, of course, he married his co-star. Um, so, Mishi must have just internally erupted when that became kind of apparent. And, um, you know just probably was that internal eruption probably caused some the younger sister switch to like go even further like you know like cut a new groove into the into the into the switch plate um and then like the metal melted and like now it's stuck there um And, like, that's probably when she started turning to crime and doing stuff like, you know, getting incentivized to target me um, with psychological warfare and stalking at the Morgan Basishi show, PS1 20-something, you know, the one at um, Long Island City on February 18th of uh, 2016, which is where the weird black ops that I've mentioned where Jude, I think, brought me there to see if they could basically get me to have a horribly failed 
um, public declaration of my love for Julia to like basically do to me what people did to Carrie in Stephen King's Carrie, if anyone is familiar with the story. Um, Of course, that failed, just as any honey trap who tries to think, who tries to get me to fall in love with them fails unless it's like a mutual thing. So, um, and so I just wonder why Celeste told me that story, um, but I just remembered it. So I think Glory Cadigan collaborated with Akia Skitieri, um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, to stage a conflict during 2020 uh, in which past collaborators of Glory accused Glory of misconduct. And then so that... Uh, Glory could ask me to write a letter, a reference letter, and um, try to make me somehow perceived as an enabler. Um, when all I did was say, I'll write you a reference letter, but I will make clear that it, you know, doesn't discount what other people are saying. It's just I haven't had anything like this from you. And then right after the reference letter, she, um, Glory, cut a really crucial part out of my reference letter that we had a back and forth about and that I even edited for her and then without my knowing circulated all of the letters written by you know people she worked with um to us in a group way email without even asking if she could circulate these letters um and uh, amongst ourselves you know and um I noticed she'd cut that sentence out And, um, you know, I think she basically did it to get me to react so that after doing this to attempt to, first of all, Akia never even asked me if I had experienced abuse. Second of all, I'm not an enabler. I'm just trying to get work. And third, the people who were alleging Glory's misconduct, you know, um they chose to do that when they did it and their choosing to do that does not make people who don't choose to do it at the same time an enabler or not getting victimized by some sort of abuse either um you know like you can't like I've said in other episodes you can't just say oh look someone's doing bad shit Let's blame the people around them because the person doing bad shit is like never going to admit it. And like, it's just easier to blame the people around them because they're like more rational right now. Um, and that, and, and so, you know, and so, um, I don't even know, uh, and you know, it's these also like, this is all. You know, the, the, then, you know, like somebody who, 
was directing um Sean Sean Pollock just randomly and almost strategically was like oh like I hope you're not working at such and such venue again like one of the people there like touches the interns and like it's a venue that has hundreds of artists pass through and like you know if like if you know and in like if if someone said like oh this man's touching me I'd be like why are you touching her like no one has ever approached me about that like no one you know at this space and so I just I wonder like he clearly kind of just snuck up to say it to me privately at that exact moment when Glory was having this conflict with Ikea, which happened to be when I was, and and the people like with the with the accounts of misconduct from previous collaborations. Um, Sean was coming to me to try to uh, try to elicit feelings from me of like just not having the right to do my work anywhere um, because people near me with more with like with like hiring power over me were 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 uh having people allege misconduct and you know, it's, I shouldn't be removed from work opportunities. They should. So, but what it served, what, what this weird black ops kind of, what may have been staged by Gloria and Akia and the people alleging the uh, misconduct towards Gloria and Sean Pollock, what I think it was attempting to do was just rem- remove me from work opportunities. Um, and I think, like, and I and you know I think they were incentivized by the Cargmans, the Kaplans, and Scientology because again they want to make me look like some they want to grasp at something to try to make me look somehow in some way morally unworthy to uh, be writing be querying my ready to publish with you know whatever process the agents and publishers need to go through books surrounding the Joseph Brooks uh, rape trials. And they're just grasping at anything they can to try to make me look like not somehow worthy because they are jealous and they're writers and they're probably getting paid, you know, they're directors and they're want, they're probably getting offered opportunities in exchange for this blackballing. And because Glory managed to get me to say, Glory, can you please just tell everyone you changed my letter because we're going to have rehearsals soon at La Mama. And, um, you know, like, what you've done... First of all, if Glory had done this to, like, Jose Rivera, you know, or, like, Sachi Parker, or, like... Uh, or like, you know, like Peggy Chain or like 
any of the like influential people who've passed through Planet Connections. She would never do it. She did it to me because uh, she wanted to knock me out of the picture because she knows that I was like the first Zoom project she directed. She knows my show has a like kind of catchy gimmick, but I'm also like a solid writer. Like she wants to, she's probably getting incentive to like sell her fucking pilot, you know, in Hollywood or something like, and got incentive to like, try to make me look like some, like she's probably lying and telling people I quit the show because she quote made me uncomfortable And she's not telling people she fucking edited my letter like a cheating high schooler trying to, like, con their way into college or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she did crazy shit, and she's lying about it. She lied. She fucking cut my letter, like, like right after getting these allegations, almost like she felt like she needed the duper's delight to, like, get away with some abuse right after getting called out for it. It's sick. And like, then she, then she pretends to not know what I'm talking about. When I say, uh, glory, like I, you smooth talked me into accepting this the first time, but it's so not okay. Like if she even tried that shit with like, you know, anyone, in the festival but me like this she's like it's bullying it's picking on me she's she's probably upset that like you know I was getting attention in her orbit like too much and yet and but like I'm not high enough above her to like lift her up like she feels like I threaten her somehow or something. So she's not, so she's just trying to get me to react so she can treat me like a psycho or something, or just like she can use just like the slightest white lie to make me seem like, oh, you don't want to work with her. Like she's not professional. Like she's not this, she's not that. Um, And I realized like over the years, all through Tish and when I was getting targeted, like people must have done that but given other people who were doing way worse shit, like a pass. And like, I'm getting targeted with the black ops. So I'm doing all of this stuff really, really like strongly. And then this like people will find even like a false excuse to uh, falsely incriminate me because I'm getting targeted by a black ops and other people are not. And so like, Basically, there's like an active, complex harassment campaign against me to no matter what, blackball me. And it's been going on for like since Tish, since I was in Tish. And like, and possibly before. Like, um, so like she, she fucking you know, she said like, oh, like, so when I emailed her saying like, I need you to change the letter and I emailed people like who had also received the letter, like I CC'd them on it. And there's a few people who were in the cast, um, who had also written the letters and received 
the unauthorized version of mine that she like cut a crucial sentence out of um like she was like you're making the cast uncomfortable like please do not come to rehearsal um because she said like I need you to call me but she specifically timed it for like the day that I had back-to-back scheduled things and the stage manager on the show like was in one of those things that I was doing and because my my shit's all hacked they probably just knew my host whole like whoever was coaching glory to do this probably knew my whole schedule um but like she tried to make it seem like she was like please call me or I'm going to have to like replace you in the show and then I didn't call her and I already had said I don't want to call you and talk about it like it's clear what you did it's clear what you needed to do to fix it the last time I called you about this you basically smooth talked me into accepting it and I'm clearly not okay with it like and then she and then she's like okay you didn't call me so I'm going to have to move forward with replacing you um it was your decision to leave the show like you made your decision like totally flipped it like a fucking like psycho schoolgirl on the playground completely manipulating right so now she's probably telling people Joyce left the show because she was uncomfortable like trying to make me look like uh someone who is not so like she wants people to say she wants people to be afraid to work with me because she wants them to think I'm gonna find excuses to make them, uh, to accuse them of making me uncomfortable. She wants people to be afraid to work with me. Um, and she's probably on the phone individually with every single person in Planet Connections that I've ever worked with or crossed paths with or who's ever flattered me or who's ever said, oh, I want to work with Joyce, I want to cast Joyce. She's probably on the phone with them lying and saying, like, oh, Joyce, like, wanted more power and she wanted a bigger role. So she said that I made her uncomfortable. And she probably didn't say, I cut her letter. And then I smooth-talked her into accepting it. And then a couple years later, she still wanted me to correct it. She didn't say that. And she probably cut my letter to begin with because all her life she's probably had to compete with some sibling for parental love or some shit or, like, in her family. And so she feels like she needs to, like, play chicken and get the other person to react first so that they act, like, out of line. And then she can say, oh, they're acting really mean to me. And then go crying to the adults and asking for sympathy. Um, and probably she's, um, telling people that, you know, after I still graciously said, hello, would you like to direct this, um, show for, you know, like, would you like to direct one of the episodes of Handmaid's Dianetics for this next thing, you know, even though I should have had more scrutiny, I felt the need 
to still say that because at that point I was just like, you know, well, now I've said to her face, you did this shit, fix it. And then like, she blatantly fired me and then gaslit me and said, you know, you left the show. (laughs) Like she tried to lie and make it seem like I left the show. And then I offered her to direct because at that point it's like, well, you know, I'm not afraid to like openly call you out when you lie, but I'll still work with you. And I'm okay with that. Like if you do some bullshit and it's not, that awful let's see what happens now that I've openly just not tolerated it like isn't that what collaborators do within reason like and she was like in an email like oh I think you should move ahead with a director that makes you feel more comfortable and like you know Again, that kind of shows... I mean, it doesn't even show her character because, again, I'm getting targeted by a multi-interest black ops. And so her behavior is indicative that she's getting incentivized by a multi-interest black ops. But then some people are just so shitty that that's just what they are and they could be either or. (laughs) So, So I'm like, okay... But I bet you she's telling people that I quit her show, that I said she made me uncomfortable, but she didn't bother to elaborate by saying, because I literally altered her reference letter the way a rich, cheating, entitled private school high schooler would do to like try to con their way into an ivy league and then would you know face huge disciplinary action for she probably is just telling people that i vaguely accused her of making me uncomfortable and walked off her show at la mama so that now the handmaid's dianetics isn't going to get a chance at performing at la mama because you know they're since Kate Bornstein did a, you know, a solo show there, I'm sure that La Mama has had Scientology eyes on them and operatives trying to infiltrate, and maybe Gloria is one of that. We don't know. Like I said in the article, The Golden Suicides, the downtown theater scene has like a weird, like maybe Scientology is trying to secretly just parcel up the scene just to, like, make sure nobody tries to do any shit about them. I don't know. But, like, um, like, we know that the director of Shirley works at some kind of St. Mark's thing, and then, uh, like, those, those two lovers who killed themselves in the Golden Suicides, like, we're friends of the St. Mark's Church. I don't know. I just, it's too much information. I'm probably not studying some of it as thoroughly as I should and probably just tying stuff together. 
I haven't read that article in a while, but I'm sure like a more savvy, thorough investigator could like find some interesting things. Um, but yeah, like I think Glory is probably trying to just do a super subtle rumor, right? Where where she goes to every single artist, like every single actor and like downtown theater person and goes, oh, Joyce accused me of making her uncomfortable, left the La Mama show, and then callously replaced me for her solo show. Glory is a master manipulator and she just like, you know, she threw my words subtly back in my face <laughs> and totally out of context by saying, oh, you should go ahead and work with someone who makes you comfortable, like who, who doesn't make you uncomfortable. Like as if I just like, you know, like it's, it's, it's sick. It's the kind of thing where it's like, you are fucking twisted like you're like you're going to give me a blood pressure problem. Like you're going to give me like this is crazy. Like my head hasn't been fucked with this much since I worked for Joseph Brooks. Um and like you know the elaborate lengths to which glory went to do this and probably in cooperation with it, with Ikea and the people accusing glory and Sean Pollock to make sure that the 14th street Y was not a venue where my show would be considered like to divert me from submitting my show to perform at 14th street Y by creating a rift between herself and Ikea. So I would feel guilty and, like, so I would feel guilty of, like, pursuing multiple opportunities. And just these, these like, assholes are tr- basically staging their conflicts so that I'm, the like, you know, me who, do- you know, hasn't, uh, hasn't, like, has nothing to do with their shit, you know, is the casualty. It's, like, a kind of, like, a game of monkey in the middle, like, they're all throwing the ball with each other and like they're in conflict, but they're not even like the goal is to ultimately just keep me out of the, the, any position of like advancement. So they like, were basically trying to stop me from submitting my show to 14th street. Why to, to make sure Sean Pollock would or something. I don't know. But it was just, I, like, it was so fucked up. And Glory, like I said, she was making these really extensive phone calls during the pandemic to me. And um, just, like, weird, like, a lot of weird things about these phone calls. Like, and it just, it, I have to basically email everybody you know, involved who she sent my letter to. And I'm, I don't know how many endless little subtle, like, um, just like assassination on my character she has made by just 
calling people up and being like, hey, oh, by the way, like, you know, Joyce, I think she's having like mental health issues or something. I don't know. Like she just really abruptly left, you know, La Mama, like the show at La Mama. She said I made her uncomfortable. And like, then she like really just like, oh, callously just replaced me on her show. And I feel just, um, just so sad. Such a betrayal of the friendship. And like, no, bitch, you are betraying my friendship by absolutely using like an attempt at like closeness to just um, literally just spin full lies, lie to me about me to my face, literally, literally fire me from a show and then say, I decided to leave. You're crazy. She, she's trying to make me look like an unprofessional snowflake so that every like male playwright and director and actor who has worked with me will be terrified that I'm like trying to like leverage these like disproportionate power plays which is so sick like I've never quit a show I've never like been fired um, I have had shows that were multi-interest black opsy, um, that like, I think tried to do that. Um, but they don't really count as shows cause they weren't really roles. It was like just weird projects that were like almost like trying to create an excuse to just, just disrupt other stuff in my life. So like, um, but, uh, this was just so brazen, like full gaslighting and crazy. And I think maybe Glory got a long game posi- like positioning to just be like, okay, Joyce is like actually like figuring out these these honey traps and these black ops people that we hire. So we have to do like a multi-year like get Joyce involved in Planet Connections so she gets to know everyone first. And then, like, very elaborately scapegoat her. Um, so that it's, like, impossible to track down all the rumors and lies that took place. Um, so, I mean, anything could happen. Like, for example, what if somebody asked me for a referral to, like, a place where I've had therapy so that they can go see like another therapist that I've seen and like, like talk about me, like falsely blackball me. You know what I mean? Like that is something that could happen. Um, the level of blackballing that is like probably costing tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars against me over the years is just shut it down and also none of these people getting paid to do this get to have anything no career no redemption no money 
I need to get paid all the money that every person who got paid or incentivized to blackball me over the years has gotten. I need everything they got. And and I need my career rehabilitated completely and I need my book deal. This is shit. So whatever Gloria Kia and you know Glory's like other misconduct account accusers and Sean Pollock did none of them get to have shit on my expense that's it none if they if they did anything to incentivize you know incentivized um glory's behavior was definitely calculated like right down to the like quote friendly phone calls during the pandemic it would be like i almost sometimes felt like when she would call me it's like if i would call her she wouldn't pick up but like she called me specifically when she could schedule it on like whatever weird phone number she was like you know, possibly using to record the calls, or maybe she just wanted to give the impression of that so that I would react with total paranoia. Um, it's not paranoia. It's just, um, I am being targeted by multi-interest black ops and I don't really know how to piece it together that competently. Cause again, I'm not a professional operative and I'm only learning all this on an amateur basis because I'm targeted by multi-interest black ops. So it's just how in Lord's name do you map the misinformation being leveraged against me? Like you got to get Celeste Robert in for questioning. You got to get Glory Cadigan in for questioning and just, I mean, who's keeping like the playbook on this shit? Cause there's gotta be a playbook because a lot of this misinformation is elaborate and has to be kept track of somehow. So where's the playbook? Who's keeping it? Probably some highly trained operative with super high hacking skills. Anonymous. Maybe you can figure that one out. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.